It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Welcome to the Social Snippet Show. It's been another week of changes in the social media world, trends in the marketing space. And as usual, on Thursday at 12 noon, we went live on Facebook to discuss what's been happening. Let's dive into the conversation and see what's been going on this week. The water, at least. Oh, we're live now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go and get a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Facebook. Hi, Christina's LinkedIn profile. So um, it was my job to push the button today because Christina was in a meeting and potentially not going to join us on time. But she's here. Um, I've just said to her, go and get a glass of water because she's possibly uh, been talking a lot this morning. But uh, but we're here. We're all set. Welcome to live lunch, everybody. It's Thursday, 12 o'clock. So as usual, we are here. Um, just the ladies today. So we are missing our um, honorary honorary gents, loose Mark. Our token male. <laughs> yeah, token male. So uh, Mark is on holiday this week. Um well, I would say enjoying the weather, but I think he's just doing like DIY and home improvement. So, uh, so yes, we're holding the fort in his absence um, and it's been a busy old week. So if you're here and you're watching us, as always, please do comment. So add a comment on Facebook, comment on LinkedIn um, and, you know, the best ones we can bring on screen as well. And if you've got any marketing questions that have been burning in your brain that you want to ask us as well, now is the time to do it. So um, how is everyone? Good, thank you. I feel like this week's been quite busy. Um, we have a new mediator who started with us on Monday. Um, so Mary, I think Mary might be watching actually. So hi Mary, if you're hi. watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been going really well. I was having a quick chat with Jane actually about it just before we went live because it's the first online training that I've done. Um, but I think it's I think it's going quite well. We had a sort of a little bit of a delay, so the way that we're doing it is uh, on Zoom and then I'm sharing my screen with Mary and basically talking her through everything that I'm doing as I'm doing it. Um, so we did have a little bit of a delay on that on the first day. I don't know if it was one of our internet connections wasn't quite working. Um, so that was a bit irritating because I had to keep checking what Mary could see because I would say something and then Mary would say, oh, I can't see that at the moment. So then we'd have to go, okay, just give it five seconds. So we just sit there like this. <laughs> Um, so that was a bit annoying, but then, yeah, since then it's been, it's been really good actually. So I've been yeah, sharing my screen with Mary and then tomorrow, um, we're going to get Mary to do basically what I've been doing. And then she's going to share her screen with me and I'm going to talk her through it that way. Um, so I just basically said to her personally, when I'm learning new things, I learn them much faster when I'm doing it. Um, obviously everyone's different so I said how do you prefer to learn are you the same as me or do you prefer to watch people um, and she said that she was the, the same so yeah hopefully tomorrow Mary will be doing all the work and I'll just get to sit back and relax <laughs> nice. Nice. So, good. and yeah. a bit, bit of growth for us as well it'd be you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it has been a really crazy week it's like we've got we've got new starters we've got lots of things happening in the social media world and lots of news going on I haven't stopped talking either it's like it's just like webinar webinar crowdcast live stream it's it's yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to a weekend of not speaking um, <laughs> oh. 
oh did I do that no I, th- I think there might have been me oh I don't know what's going on <laughs> hey guys we need StreamYard um <laughs> So, yeah, so no, it has been a really, really crazy week. Um, I've just noticed Andy Foots commented and um, just saying good morning on LinkedIn. So, Andy is one of the people that I follow on LinkedIn who always knows before anyone else does what's happening from an algorithmic perspective on LinkedIn. So, um, so yeah, if you if LinkedIn is your platform, Andy's someone you should be connecting with and following his stuff. He shared a report in the last week that's kind of an update on the algorithm, what works, what doesn't. I don't think it was actually by him, but it, um, it's from another guy that we're both connected with. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely check him out. It's, um, you know, it, it, it's good to to know as much as we do, but we have all these like specialists in certain areas we then go and dive into as well and, um, you know, kind of learn from. So, yeah, that's that's really good to see him on there. Um, but yeah, it's been it's just been mental this week. I've obviously got verbal diarrhea. I can't. I can't. Like... Come on, stop. <laughs> Christina, you came on at the beginning of this and said, right, whoever was going to lead, you lead and I'll just sit here and join it. <laughs> just picking up on um, your comment there about Andy and the algorithm so he's really handily on LinkedIn um, shared a link to that newsletter so I've put that on the screen so if anyone wants an update on there um, you will also see it so we're streaming this under Christina's profile so if anyone wants to connect with you or go look at the live stream or watching it on replay, they can get the link there as well. So thank you, Andy, for sharing that. Much appreciated. Um, uh, <laughs> Paul has just chipped in. So so uh, it's great to see Paul as always. But also, I think just asking if we can mute Christina. We try, Paul. It doesn't always work. Um, so make, it makes us smile on a Thursday. So... Um, so what else has been happening in the world of social and marketing updates then? Um, Emily, you had spotted a few things that were worth sharing. I did. Um, so I've actually sat down because I was looking into it this morning after my in or so in and around my training, I guess. Um, and Twitter have updated their privacy and safety settings. Um, so something that oh, oh well, I want a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> a sausage sandwich I don't oh, want to brag or anything but, you I'm know. so jealous <laughs> that's going to be a test of willpower over whether I can just sit here and look at it until oh, it you've got quite a long time to go as well um so, well, yeah, Sorry. So, Twitter, so sausage sandwich is more important just then yeah. but <laughs> um Twitter have been updating their settings um or privacy and safety settings um and one thing that they have done is they've added I think it's about seven or eight something like that anyway how to uh, small videos uh, so I, I did have a quick look at them and they're sort of 30 odd seconds um, on how to update different elements of the privacy and safety settings so the whole point of it is it's supposed to be a lot more user friendly a lot easier for people to understand and a lot easier for people to know where to go to update specific things um, so I do have it open on my other screen so the videos are uh, my ad preferences, online activity, DMs, discoverability, location, followers, and content I see. Um, so it's just something that I thought was quite interesting, really. I think it's good, personally, that they are making things like that more user-friendly and more easier for people that 
don't know exactly where to go, how to update these things. Um, and I guess we kind of had that conversation before we went live, didn't we, about uh, safety settings in general across all social media platforms and um, specifically our opinions on them in regards to sort of safety settings for children. Um, so obviously I don't have any children, so it's not really something that I have much experience on, but I do think that it's good that it is more user-friendly and, and easier for people to navigate, really. Even for people like like me, I like to have control of those sort of things. So. Um, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction from Twitter. The other thing as well is that when this stuff happens, it's quite, you know, it's almost like it's not just, okay, we've got these new settings on, on Twitter. It's also actually, when's the last time I checked my settings everywhere? Because we're, we're all guilty of it. Something happens, you download an app, you give a permission to this, a permission to that. You're, you know, you set all your settings, you create your settings in a certain way. But then when you're out and about and you suddenly need something, you're, you're clicking yes to all the buttons to, mm. you know, and all of a sudden it's like you've you've turned your settings on their head again. So actually just having those regular points where, you know, when this stuff happens, use it as an opportunity to go back, go across everything and say, right, OK, are my settings as they should be, as I really want them? Um, you know, from a Facebook perspective, personally, I'm actually quite private. So a lot of my posts are restricted just to my friends on Facebook. And I, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't accept friend requests from everyone. There's a lot of our clients that we've worked with for years. I'm not friends with on Facebook because that's not the type of relationship we have. And, you know, like the, the family and the kids and all, all that kind of stuff. I, I keep quite closed off. Not so much now they're older, maybe. Um, but I'll be doing something and it's going on Facebook and it is something I want to be public because maybe it's a, a work related thing. And then you forget to go back and turn that setting, you know, switch mm. it down again, basically. So having these regular points, whether it's once a quarter, once every six months, once a month, maybe if that suits you as well, just to go back and look at all these settings, I think it's really, really valuable. Mm. Yeah, I think as well with those videos in particular on Twitter, like, I did have a look at them and like I said they're only sort of 30 40 seconds each they are very much to the point and for somebody that doesn't know Twitter that well I do think they are they are quite easy to use they don't take up too much of your time if that's something that you think right I need to go in and update these settings but I don't quite know what to do you can literally just click on those videos I watched most of them in, before we joined this call um, so yeah, I do think that's a, a good idea. And I'm also, whilst I like to, to think I'm relatively safe, I am also someone that always clicks accept. When I just want to get something done, I get pop-ups. So I'm like, okay, whatever, accept that. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> and then I think, what have I just accepted? <laughs> so yeah, I think I need to, to get better with that. <laughs> right. if, if you ever get an email from somebody, for, you know, offering you lots of money, maybe they're a print. Um, <laughs> It depends what it depends what they're asking. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Don't worry. To be fair, I'm quite switched on when it comes to emails. I'll give you that. <laughs> Your latest um podcast on Christina Talks is a lot around um cybersecurity and online security, isn't it? Yeah, we um yeah, I had Francis West come and join me for an episode and we were I mean, some of the information he's got to share is absolutely crazy. Mm. Uh, but it's, he talks about, uh, I was just thinking about him because he talks about picnic 
problem yes. in chair, not in computer. That's a great little phrase, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, but it's yeah, it's. It, I mean, the stats. You kind of think that there's a lot of cybersecurity issues in certain parts of the world, uh, or cybersecurity activity, let's say. Um, and he's got this thing that he uses, and it, it's like a heat map of you know where the hackers are, and like there is a UK base. It, mm. It's it's quite scary to look at. Yeah. Um, but there I we go. saw um, Francis posted on LinkedIn, I want to say this morning, but it might not have been this morning. And it was a clip from the one show from last yes. night. And there was a new scam that's going on targeting university students. And based, I think it's for their maintenance grant or something. And they're basically saying, you need to, to transfer this money or pay something straight away now. Otherwise, it's not going to, well, I don't know, otherwise you're going to lose it. Something's going to go wrong anyway. Quite a lot of... Um, students have have fallen for that so um yeah it just shows you doesn't it i think when you when you see things like that and you see the map and you see how easy it is for some of these people especially targeting younger people as well i think and a lot of these scammers target older people um so yeah it's quite they just go for the vulnerable the vulnerable don't they the, the people that they think they can get away with it and pick on a weak spot and get what they want yeah exactly what what impact does this have from so if you're thinking about this from a marketing point of view um you know because it's good to know about the twitter updates and the videos bite-sized videos are, are fantastic <coughs> they're really easily digestible but um yeah from a marketing point of view what do we need to think about or be aware of what should we be telling telling people so do you know i think it's it relates more on a personal brand perspective. So there is so much information that we share online anyway. Mm -hmm. And that information can be used to, you know, it, it's like going to a, a psychic or a medium or something like that, that, you know, that there's, there's little hints and clues and, you know, and that they'll have conversation and they can make assumptions and actually they kind of know what's going on. Mm. You know, it, and it, it's a similar thing you know it, if you post something you're you you know you, you live in one place and all of a sudden you're posting that you're in you know in Spain well you're on holiday you mm. know it, it's an easy jump to make that that kind of thing so <clears throat> I think it is about just being really careful about the information you share so from a marketing perspective, from a personal brand perspective, you're like, yeah, I, you know, I want to document everything I'm doing. I'm here today. I'm there today. I'm, you know, that this is this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. But all of that information can then be used against you, unfortunately. So you need to have your guard up when it comes to those odd phone calls, strange emails, the things in the post. You just need to be really, really aware of you know the information you're sharing and it's things like if you're you know if you're going on holiday and <clears throat> you've taken some photos or done some video whilst you've been away don't share it whilst you're away share it the week after you know it, it's like um, it's just little things like that it's like when people plaster on facebook that yeah i'm on holiday what they're really plastering is my house is empty you know, yeah. so it, it, there's just so many things that you can tell from a person. Um, so I, I think that's really, really key. And then it's, it's simple things like the two-factor authentication. You know, how are you logging into things? Are you using really, really obvious passwords? Mm. You know, if, I, if my password for my LinkedIn account was Green Umbrella Marketing, 
I would be hacked left, right and centre. Mm. You know, Amanda, for a minute then you looked and I thought you were going, oh, my God, I need to change my password. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just the dog wandered past this time. Yeah. Any peace here. It's all that obvious, you know, the, the stuff that is actually obvious when you mm. say it, but then how many people actually are using the same password for all their social media channels? Yeah. How many people are actually using PA88 word <laughs> as a password? You know, you can Google the list of most common passwords, and there's things like password123 um or family names that kind of thing i know a lot of people say they struggle to remember um i know francis advocates this um and he's obviously an expert on cybersecurity. Um, i use a password manager so it's you know recommended so you literally i use a thumbprint to log into it or a master password um and it auto generates a super secure password for you which yesterday I did have to share one with Emily. It was kind of a like a Wi-Fi password that's full of exclamation marks and and symbols, uppercase, lowercase, whatever. So, um, but yeah, I would I would highly recommend using one. Um, we've had a question in. Um, well, a question and a comment. So, um, let's go for Paul's question first of all about Instagram. So, just to read it out for anyone listening, Instagram rejects some of my automated posts via eClincher, um, but posts others. So, eClincher is a scheduling tool. Do they have a policy on replicating posts? That's the only thing he can think of why um, the posts are being rejected. So I might default to you, Christina, on that and see what your thoughts yeah, are. I'm not, I, I've never come across posts being rejected on Instagram. On Twitter, yes, but I haven't seen that on Instagram. I'd be interested to see what, um, like, if you're getting a, you know, like a warning or whatever coming back to see exactly how that's worded. The other thing sometimes is it might be as simple as file size. So I just wonder if there's some of those. So it would be worth us having a look to see, <laughs> is it always the same posts that are being um, rejected every time they come round? Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a funny one. Jane, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that one, if you've noticed anything. eClinch is a tool that we use all the time and recommend, but you're kind of mm. the queen of eClincher. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they definitely do for Twitter. But whether eClincher themselves have written something, so maybe Instagram doesn't care, but eClincher might have written something that goes across all platforms. So, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, We'd, we'll have to dive into that one for you, Paul, offline, I think. Yeah. File size is a good point because I must admit I've tried um, to upload a couple of videos this week. One was a uh, really short video, which was basically just animated a text post. Um, but it was too small. File size was too small to be recognised as a video. So um, that post got rejected by LinkedIn. Um, and then similarly, I had another one where the file size was way too big. So <laughs> I pressed it down. So, um, but it did pop up with a warning to tell me that. So it's, if, if you don't get a warning, it's worth just maybe having a look at file size, see if that could be something that's um, particularly affecting it. But that was for LinkedIn rather than Instagram. Um, so uh, Paul has also mentioned the social dilemma, which I think is something that comes up quite a lot. It's a program on Netflix, um, which is a sort of dramatization slash real life um, story of how addictive social media platforms are and what they're, you know, big, how big brother they are. Um, 
in what they're looking at. But I know Facebook have issued a response, but we haven't all seen it yet. So we keep saying we mustn't talk about it till everyone's seen yeah. it. Okay. Facebook's response to it is really, really wet lettuce. Mm. It's really, it's like, it's like, you know, when um, you've got two kids and they're in, they've been arg, they've been rowing, and the the person who's really to blame is going, yeah, but kind of like one of those, yeah, it's not fair. It's like one of those kinds of responses. It's and. Um... It feels like they are sort of saying, well, look, these people don't work here anymore. So it's almost like they're trying to say they're slightly disgruntled ex-employees. <laughs> um, and that's not how we do things anymore. Um, you know, I'm not going to necessarily make out Facebook to be the bad guy. They're not hiding what they're doing. You know, it's all these things about retargeting mm -hmm. ads. And we know what they do. They collect data about our behavior. And the mm -hmm. thing is, it's brilliant. It is absolutely, you know, what it does, the power of it is amazing and every business should be using the power behind it. Mm. Um, the problem is that, you know, some people have used it for, for um, some people have not used it for good reasons and not used yeah. it in positive ways. And, and that's where, you know, I think if we'd not had the whole Cambridge Analytica thing, people mm. would view it very differently. Yeah. It's the way it was used in that instance that's just kind of, made everyone sit up and go no this is wrong um and it, and I don't think it's I I'm saying that I don't I don't mean to say that it's a bad thing that that happened but I think that you know let's not forget just how powerful it is and how powerful it can be mm. absolutely absolutely I think it's and actually is it them that's bad or is it just this is like a huge moral question now we're almost going into but is it humans <clears throat> you know we're the ones that act on the information that we receive if we're not savvy enough to go and find out if that's if it's true you know if it's um old news or fake news or whatever um that's kind of down to the users it's like you know you can't blame car manufacturers if someone crashes and you know and your privacy settings and whether you've clicked accept on everything as you were accessing that website or that app or whatever, you know, it's. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> people are like, oh, you know, I'm being listened to because I had this conversation. Now oh, there's this ad. You had that conversation because you hang out with people that look at that product <laughs> or that service or, you know, and, you know, we all. So everyone on screen right now owns a dog. Okay, so if we start having a conversation about dog toys, and tomorrow one of them, one of us starts seeing Facebook ads about dog toys, or one of these like subscription packs where there's a new toy every month, it's like it's not that you're being listened to. It's mm. just that actually you spend a lot of time hanging out with people in proximity with people that have similar interests. And therefore, you know, it, you get targeted by this stuff. And it's about to get worse, guys. Between now and December the 25th, you're, yeah. it's going to be rammed in your feed. <laughs> Don't say the sticky word. You know how excited Emily gets. <laughs> I received a um, uh, brochure in the post yesterday, and it had all Christmas stuff and wreaths. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually segues nicely into some work that I've been doing this week as well. Um, but before we even think about December and Christmas, etc., 
um, there are more kind of significant dates coming up for marketers. So um, depending on what sector you're in or where you are, we've got half term, which is coming up for kind of over the next three weeks. It depends where you are in the country. So it's maybe next week, might be week after. Um, you know, after that, so if if you're US based at all, you've got Thanksgiving, um, less of an impact in the UK. But of course, uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, that's just become a kind of global thing regardless. So all these are coming up this week. And I've been doing quite a lot of work um, with one of our customers on half getting half term ready. So whether it's so thinking about whether people need cover, you know, let's face it, if they need staff cover, so temporary staff. Um, you know, people might be taking time off with the kids again since they've been back at school. Um, hopefully not, but absenteeism, let's face it, there are now potentially more lockdowns coming back, different tiers. So even <laughs> if it's not half time, kids might be coming back to being homeschooled. So, yeah, so there's kind of different, not that we're going right back to March and we're all in lockdown, but the marketing messages might need to be shifting again, talking about, and you need to be planning it now. I mean, really to be thinking about half term marketing is almost a bit late now if it's next week. I mean, you can keep your messages coming out there, but yeah, you need yeah. to be thinking and working backwards. This is some great advice that you always give Christina is to kind of say, right, work backwards from the end date, whatever that is. Um, and it might be, it goes beyond Christmas and goes into January. You know, if, if it's a consumer-based product you're marketing and you're gonna have a January sale, you know, work back from there. So when's my last posting date? When am I having some special offers? <coughs> do you know what ads do I need to be showing when yeah there's a lot in it um Amanda you said something that I really want to pick up on um so you know it we may go into a, another lockdown mm -hmm. now back in March when that happened no one had been in that situation before from yeah. from from a personal perspective from a business perspective from a financial perspective from a marketing perspective this was territory that like nobody knew what to do with we don't have that excuse this time mm. it happens again <clears throat> you know everything like right now it's a case of right what did we learn but you know march april what did you learn have a plan now because if we go into that lockdown if it does happen you know, we're prepared, we're ready to go, happy days. You know, I think any, if we do end up in another lockdown, anyone that's panicking at that point and feeling or or thinking like they don't know what to do, then, well, more for you, to be honest. Probably, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound unsupportive, but it's like, okay, what do you want me to do about it? Mm. Yeah, everyone knows, it, everyone knows how likely it is to happen. Whether it happens or not is kind of irrelevant. We need to have a plan. That you probably, I would hope you have a plan in your business for what happens if there's a fire. Okay, if you've got serviced offices, there's probably some sort of plan for, um, you know, if there's a suspicious package somewhere and, and you need to leave the building, there will be a plan there. Chances of it happening, minimal, but you still have a plan. OK, and a lot of these plans have been built out of things that have happened previously, whether it's your own experiences or, you know, something that's happened elsewhere and, and the information has been shared. But right now, 
we've got some, you know, that there's something looming, you might decide to essentially lock down your own business. You know, I, I hope you don't. I hope that isn't something that you have to consider. But, you know, we, we've had all this stuff happen. We've learned. So let's put that into practice. So sorry, I kind of took things around the houses again. So let's jump back in where you were. And I think you're absolutely right. And again, it's not like Christmas is a surprise every year. <laughs> oh, where did that come from? It's we know. So and I know. Um, you know, everyone's busy. Let's face it. Everyone, that's one of the, the kind of things with just the universe at the moment. We're all busy. But if you want, you, you know, you can't leave these kind of marketing to the last minute. You need to be thinking and planning ahead. So um, and, and kind of that chain of what should my so let's say Facebook, for example, what should my Facebook adverts be looking like to start with? Are they special offers? Is it a like campaign? Um, and Jane, I know you've been doing an absolute heap of work on uh, Facebook ads recently and we're getting more and more inquiries about it as well so um so yeah what what golden nuggets have you got to share with us on on Facebook ads um yeah I, I have been doing a heck of a lot of ads recently for various things um but you know I had a really good conversation with Christina yesterday and we were just sort of talking about the fact that um everyone is you know as you said they know Christmas is coming up so it's like what can I do? We might have another lockdown. Need to sell as much as I can. I'm going to do some Facebook ads <laughs> because they're quick, cheap, easy, you know, whatever. Um, so we've got the fact that it's coming up. To Christmas. We've got the fact that there might be another lockdown, but we've also got the fact that because of uh, COVID and all the rest of it, so much more e-commerce is actually happening generally. So people are really looking for whatever they want online before thinking of going out to the shops for it. So the problem with advertising is that everybody is trying to do it trying to do it sorry so they're all competing for the same advertising space they all want your your attention don't they so um and unless you start putting plenty of money into it or making your ads stand out from the rest you're just going to get lost in a sea of other people's ads or not even shown at all you know i mean if you're starting putting a pound a day on on your adverts they might not get shown because there's other big people are putting a hundred pound a day on their adverts yes yeah You've, you've really got to think about it. And if you're a small person that can't afford to spend that kind of money, um, you've got to think outside the box a little bit. So one of the things we were sort of saying yesterday was, you know, if you normally sell all over the country, maybe don't do that this time. Maybe look at your Facebook insights, see where your most popular people are and maybe only target those areas so that you're, you're sort of narrowing the pool. But you might get more sales out of it just because they're the people who probably already know you. So your audience isn't quite so cold um, and that might help. And you could spend a bit more money, you know, if you can afford it, try spending a bit more money. Um, one of the other things we were trying to do is rather than just send out adverts to every platform, really tailor them down to each platform individually. So with one of the ones I was doing yesterday was specifically for Facebook, uh, for Instagram stories, sorry. And it was really tailoring it down. So it only was going to Instagram stories. It was perfect just for that platform. So, you know, it's a little bit more time and effort got to go into your adverts, really nail them down for where they're going and the people that they're showing to, because otherwise you're just going to get lost, really. Mm. I think that, yeah, any type of marketing you do, the more the more targeted you are, the more niche you can be generally, the more successful it is. Mm. And 
and that's exactly what Jane's talking about. So looking at those locations, okay, we, we're going to sell our product UK wide, but but we know that we have. Um, so if I look at Green Umbrellas um, client base, <coughs> we literally have like two clients in Scotland, one client in Wales that uses us regularly. Every we kind of. We don't really have anything much north of York. Um, we don't have a mass down on the south coast. So actually, I could look at those areas and go, right, where, where I know our client base is already, let's just show our ads in those places. Or actually, I know that we've got a real pocket of people in Manchester, Birmingham, London. Let's just show our adverts there. Mm. If you know that, um, let's say you know that the people that buy from you are really interested in, um, you know, a, a certain thing. And because of that, they're likely to go to these places. So, you know, we're down the road. So let's say we were going to go right where where are all the, um, you know, like the, the racing tracks in the UK? And maybe we're going to drop a pin on all of those because what we're selling is going to be interest of interest to people that are interested in motor racing. Mm. And, and it's like, it's things like that. It's like, actually, how can we bring down the level? You know, how can we make it more niche? Um, and it is, you know, the, again, Jane, the stories oh. thing yesterday, it's fit. It's being fit for purpose. Yeah. You know, having it, you know, I've created one ad, I'm just going to throw it everywhere. But actually, you know, it looks great on desktop, but on stories, it just looks like it's been plonked there. It, you know, and there's all these, you know, if you open up your app on Instagram and you flick through stories, there's some amazing story ads. Um, and they're, they're, you know, do like really making a swipe up feature. If your ad is next and it's just like your image and your crappy text, because on Instagram stories, the text looks crappy um people are not going to engage with it why would they they'll just scroll straight past won't they yeah you know it's, it's like, like that, 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 that's crap let's keep going mm. cool yeah really interesting it's um uh and stories are so digestible i think they just keep increasing in usage don't they yeah Oh, there's so many cool things you can do with it from an advertising perspective. This is what Jane and I were talking about yesterday. We were like, you know, looking at all sorts of stories, ads, and we could do this and we could do that. And it's like, yeah, okay. We need to calm down. Think, again. Um, <laughs> going back to being doing targeting, I think, you know, every year there's a bit of a, um, a push around small business Saturday. So, which is normally, it's like one of the first weekends in December. Um, but I just I have a real sense there's going to be a lot of people wanting to support smaller businesses and local businesses this year, mm. you know, because they've had such a tough time and because we all know how well Amazon's doing and they often get kind of, you know, the the, the bad boys of consumerism. Um, so if you are a small business, whether you're a service based business or uh, you know, products, consumer products, um, you know, play on that. Definitely. You know, help a small local business make sure that you know and if you're doing your you know if you're based and you're say you're your I don't know uh Welsh made crafts or something you would really play on that for that audience 
So similarly, if you were Hampshire, you know, a gin maker in Hampshire, for example, again, you might play on the kind of the local side of things um, and have different ads for different locations mm-hmm. so that people recognize immediately where it is, what it is and think, well, wow, that's a great, great gift. Um, but yeah, so super, super niche, super targeted. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Um, a little update from Paul. So that's quite good. Our um, advice about why his posts were being rejected um, was indeed file size. So if anyone else is stumbling across that problem um, about you know, sharing updates, whether natively or through a posting tool like eClincher, it could be file size. That was um, the sticking point there. Cool. What else? What else is going on in the ether? So I've... I've got a meeting straight after this um, because we might be doing some stuff locally around Small Business Saturday. Oh, and I didn't know that. So that's that's just a nice, happy coincidence. Not, I wasn't teeing it up for you. Oh, I know. That's one of the things I'm telling you tomorrow in our strategy session, Amanda. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so spoilers. Um, so, but the thing is, I can't really talk in much detail about it at the minute, but I'm, I'm just really pleased that we're going to be getting involved with this campaign. Um, but it ties in again because actually as a small business it's about looking at who you can partner with so who like who are the other small businesses around you what can you do together how can you pull your resources so you know are you going to do something locally where you're going you know maybe you're going to do a live stream once a week and actually you're going to have some of the business owners from the you know from your locality together knowing that you know this can you know if if we were from different businesses we could all be live streaming this you know so it is things like that you know the joint venture stuff if there's a community of you um you know in in your local area perhaps you're going to put some sort of you know maybe you're going to do some sort of small business saturday event but maybe it's something like you know everyone's going to do five percent there's going to be some sort of trail around um, you know your your physical location and you know people need to come into your shop to get their stamp or you know whatever it might be actually you know now's the time community wise for people to be pulling together and going right what can we do mm. how can we work together it might be a group of you it might just be like you know one or two people working together pooling resources but you know it, it's um you know, you, you've got similar audiences. You, you do something different, but you've got similar audiences. Actually, how can you access each other's audiences? Uh, we've always talked about doing things like guest blogging and that kind of stuff. But right now, things like doing the live videos, it, it's just so valuable and it's so easy to do. Mm. I think that people still got a massive fear of being on camera and going live. Um, and again, so it was mental health, uh, awareness day last weekend yes and i was trying to encourage some of our clients to do a really short short piece to camera that was maybe just a sentence about mental health so all they would have to have said was like you know five words maybe um and so people oh, oh no oh i can't do that i'll do that there is an element for me i think when I'm, say, doing something, doing this every week, I feel much more comfortable. If I had to hold my camera up and talk to the camera, I'd hate it. If I've had to say one word, I would hate it. <laughs> but I think I do understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, I also know 
obviously how important it is that personal element especially in when it comes to small businesses so it is really important to just get over that basically yeah, but I find exactly. it the, the mental barrier for me is really hard like to yes. literally hold up my camera and just talk I would feel so awkward <laughs> there is an element of of yeah of literally just get over it yeah I know, you know? because <laughs> and sometimes it's just a lot easier to explain things as well yeah. So rather than writing a massive post or an email that says, I just need you to do this and it can be five, you know, a couple of seconds long to do a video yourself and say, this is what's going on. I need you to do X, Y, Z for me or, you know, send a voice note. It's it's so much easier and people are more responsive to you. Um, I was going to say, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of voice notes now, thanks to Christina, I think. And I've got all my friends doing it. And now they hate messaging because they think it's such a, we send quite long messages, obviously, if we haven't caught up for ages. Whereas if you can just send a quick voice note, it's so much easier than sure. sitting there typing everything out. I love voice notes on WhatsApp and on LinkedIn Messenger. Mm. Sending a voice note to a prospect is so, like you can send a video to your prospect and that's great. They get to see your face and, and everything else. But it's the... The voice note just works so, so nicely because you don't know what's going to be in it. No. And it's crazy because why is that any different to leaving someone a voicemail? Because in theory, it's not. Mm -hmm. But so many people just don't bother listening to a voicemail because they think, well, I know what she's ringing for. Yeah. So they just delete it. So even family, let's face it, if, you know, if I get like my parents ring me, I know that I just need to ring them back. I very rarely listen to the voicemail. So, see, my dad gets annoyed at me if I don't listen to his voicemail because he always likes to leave a joke in there or something. Oh. <laughs> Typical dad joke. Oh, dad Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, Paul has also commented saying when you've got a face for radio, it's tough to go on screen. Um, <laughs> just not true, Paul. I think you need to kind of own it. <laughs> Confidence doesn't have the swag. <laughs> yeah, again, I think we've said this before. If you go back and look at some of the live lunches we did at the end of March, beginning of April, so 31 weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to say, how many, what episode are we on now? 31, is it? Crikey. Um, and it's, you know, we, we all probably still feel a little bit awkward, and some days we're kind of all, what should we talk about today? And we might go away afterwards and think, oh, did I sound all right? That same way as you do when you're presenting a webinar. But, but you kind of get to the point where you're like, I don't have the energy to waste on this. I've just got to get it done and move on. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It, it is a, it's just feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's like so many people are, oh, yeah, don't really want to do a Zoom call. Yeah, I don't like being on camera, blah, blah, blah. Amanda and I were on a meeting this week and we were talking about doing video and someone literally were like, oh, you know, they were like, oh, no, no, no. no. And I was like, you're on camera now. What if we just edit a bit of this out? Because that thing you said a minute ago was brilliant and you yeah. came across really, really well. Just be you. Just the fact that you're on camera doesn't mean you have to then be someone else or something else. And um, it's... You know, for the most part, I'm quite a cool, calm individual, but then I get a bit giddy at times. And I think you guys would say that that is the, that is the real me. I'm like, miserable, don't say anything. And then all of a sudden I'm like, 
and, and <laughs> I think <laughs> you know, literally like, I can't stop bouncing in my chair I'm just like, excited about the world today um but you know it, it's like you just have to be you you just have to be prepared to be you and, and it is it's just the it's the idea of it that people actually fear rather than yourself yeah yeah so lovely comment from jasmine saying she totally hears what we're saying she loves it and she said uh, also out of this you, you know we don't have time to criticize ourselves. Okay, mm -hmm. self-reflection is good but not to dwell on it and waste energy you know mm -hmm. and it's there's a like you say this whole kind of fake it till you make it type thing as well so just just act as if act as if you're the pro your brain you know, it's yeah it's, it's um someone said to me it's like it's not it's not um oh what is it it's not fake it till you make it it's like um be it until you believe it and okay. it is just like you know it's basically just do it just do it yeah so again if any you know it, we have a, some weeks it's just us other weeks we have a guest on if you're watching this and you're a bit nervous of lives so you haven't done one before reach out to us come and join us one week we can talk a bit about what you do we can talk about your marketing so if you've got marketing questions we can answer them live um we'd love to have people you know we're, we're constantly thinking about who are we going to invite next who are we going to invite next if you want to come and join us come and join us yeah i do think that's a good step as well for me personally rather than literally clicking go and sitting there on your own i think to join people that have done it like quite a few times you I, the question, the focus isn't all on you is it so there's a conversation going there and other people can get involved so it's a good stepping stone for me personally I feel so much more confident now doing this to hold up a camera on my own than I did before I absolutely hated being on any type of camera so I think it does work <laughs> you're right Christina <laughs> You need like a little bangle or something. Like Christina's always right. <laughs> I get you one each for Christmas. Oh, I, know. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. We've got a couple of people already volunteering. So um, thank you, thank you for that. We'll we'll reach out and see what we can set up. But um, time has really raced today, yeah. hasn't yeah. it? It's good. Weird. It's wisdom. So, should we start to wrap up, or is there any any more for any more? Uh, no, we we can we can wrap up. I don't think I've really got anything else. What have I been talking about this week? Um, do you know what? It's probably just some reminders from me. So, I was talking to someone. Um, the call I was on that I thought I was going to be late joining this. We were talking about Google My Business. So, mm -hmm. if you are if you've decided to launch a business during lockdown. Um, Google your business name, what's coming up, and look for a little card on the right-hand side on, on your desktop. Um, if that's not appearing, you need to tell Google you exist, basically. Um, we've got a blog on the website that will explain how to do that. So we'll we'll dig that out and stick it in the comments. So that's probably one thing. Um, the other thing is all the conversations you have with your clients, every time you finish a call, every time you finish a meeting, just write down at the bottom of your notes one question that client asked you and create some content around that question. Yeah. So, there's, yeah. There's that's, a blog in every day. There's about 23 of them, but, yeah, yeah. one or two. <laughs> <laughs> you know when to write 23 blogs a day. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Emily, anything finally from you? 
Um, no, I don't think so. I just wanted to chat about the Twitter updates, really, but I don't think there's anything else. <laughs> cool. And what about you, Jane? Any more polls, wisdom? No. no, sorry. <laughs> We've got a <laughs> next week, Jane, haven't we? Tee us up. Uh, yeah, Jackie Tor from Team is joining us next week. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, we love Jackie. So, um, yeah, so she heads up Team, the Employment Agency Network, which is the largest network of independent recruiters in the UK. So, she will be sharing with us um, kind of how their year's been. I know they're growing at a rapid rate of knots as well. So some good news stories out there, despite um, some of the, the doom and gloom that we do here. So, so yeah, um, join us all next week, I guess. Same time, same place, 12 o'clock Thursday, LinkedIn on Christina's profile and our Green Umbrella Company page and live on YouTube as well. I always forget that one. Yeah. Oh. Such <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Hi everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bye. <laughs>